Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. Summer's just incredibly tough. There's so much that gets put on our to-do lists, and you know, oftentimes blood donations are kind of shifted around, but an event like this really makes it special and a good reason to go out and give blood. Lizzie Pants from the American Red Cross with us live in the studio just a couple of minutes ago. An event like this, what Lizzie is talking about, is our new WTMJ Cares program, encouraging you and inviting you to join us at the Milwaukee County Zoo for a three-day blood drive, partnering with the American Red Cross and Gruber Law Offices. How fun it's at the zoo. So you give blood and then you can hang out at the zoo and parking's even included. Everything's free. And as an extra treat... Juice and cookies after your blood donation <laughs> and a pair of tickets to Summerfest. So that's fantastic. By donating blood, you will uh, extend your summer fun and you'll be helping out the American Red Cross, who is experiencing a blood shortage right now because yep. young people who donate now are out of school and there's just a dire need. You never know when that emergency comes and blood is needed. So, want to roll up your sleeve with us, please. Make your appointment. You can text the word BLOOD, B-L-O-O-D. Text BLOOD to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. We'll send you the link right back with info on this three-day blood drive. And you can get signed up just like uh, Jeff in Fox Point. Want to shout out to him. Uh, He texted us that uh, he is already booked his appointment for that Tuesday. And that uh, we're also helping him conquer his fears of both giving blood and monkeys. (laughs) <laughs> we always like the entertaining talk and text line, but text blood to B-L-O-O-D to the old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620. Go ahead and schedule your appointment on the 26th, 27th or 28th at the Milwaukee County Zoo and make a difference. I am very excited about this. Uh, we've raised a lot of money for a lot of different organizations. And now this is a way to truly save lives. You donate blood, you can save up to three lives with the blood that you donate. Wow. I love what Jeff did. If you make an appointment, and a lot of people have texted in the word blood, uh, give us a shout out. Let us know. Let us know what time uh, you booked your appointment for, and we sure thank you. It's easy. Text the word blood, B-L-O-O-D, to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. I'm so glad you're doing this. This is really important. I'm excited, and it's something I've done regularly to donate blood, and I kind of fell off doing that before 2020, and then it was one of those things, like, once I felt safe, it was like, well, let's get back into this good habit. And it takes about an hour by the time you park, answer the questions, they take the little prick of the finger, run your blood, and go, okay. And then it's about not even 10 minutes to actually do the donation itself. That's amazing how quick it is from beginning to end, less than an hour. And I'm a person with low blood pressure, so I'm one of those people that kind of has to shake my my legs and ankles to make sure my circulation is going. And I definitely have the juice and cookies afterwards, but they won't let you leave if you're feeling woozy. It's not like, okay. (laughs) And you get to go to the zoo for free. You can even bring your kids. Bring your kids with you, and then you all can enjoy a nice day at the zoo. Yeah, 16 and older. Get your um, get your blood donation going. Text blood, B-L-O-O-D, to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. And join me for WTMJ Cares with the American Red Cross and Gruber Law Offices. It is 413 at WTMJ. What's going on with the Brewers? Kind of nice they have an off day today. Lane Grindle's with us up next on WTMJ. Now batting for the Brewers Radio Network, play-by-play announcer Lane Grindle. Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Hey, Lane, good afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing great. How's everybody doing? 
Excellent. So glad you're with us. Hey, have you ever had any close calls, Lane? I think you know what I'm talking about here. Here's the call. And now the 3-2 swung on. A pop foul back here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. Oh, poor 84-year-old John Sterling takes one off the <laughs> noggin in the booth. Have you ever had any close calls, either at spring training or during the regular season? I've never had anything, like, obviously, I've never had that happen. Uh, I saw the video of John Sterling earlier today, and obviously you hope that he's good and he's fine, and then you kind of chuckle, because I think that's what any of us would do if it was ourselves. Um, but I saw the bandages on him, too, that he finished the game, and then good for John Sterling. But um, I've, I've never had one hit me. Now, Kent Sommerfeld has had one hit me. Um, <laughs> doesn't not, surprise me. Yeah, I mean, if there, if there was going to be somebody, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, bad luck finds Kent. But um, <laughs> it wasn't when I was in the booth. It was way before my time. But Old Tiger Stadium, the booth was down low and pretty close to the field, and so foul balls would get into that uh, booth a lot. And – he was working on a score sheet, you know, doing his job in the second row, and a ball came up, and it and it got him. Um, he also got hit, almost got hit with a basketball this winter when he was uh, doing some Marquette basketball too. So Kent's a little bit of a magnet, but um, <laughs> I, I I think we I mean, we've had him come in the booth. There is a spot behind where Uke sits where one came a couple of years ago, but everybody got out of the way in time. Here, here's what Sterling had to say following. You know, that foul ball actually hit me. It kind of glanced off my forehead. So I took one for the team. Yeah, all right, so he took it in stride. So wow. spring training is the area. They get all these boos that are much closer to the action than in a major league stadium. Yeah. And, and it's full and open air. Man, I've taken a few in that booth where I, I, I saw it coming kind of last minute because I was working. I heard the crack of the bat, and I looked up, and the ball comes flying into the booth next to me. I'll rattle your cage a little bit. I've seen many laptops get destroyed right. uh, at spring training specifically. Uh, I've seen it happen many times where guys' laptops just get obliterated um, because the ball, the balls, they do they they come into the press box a lot in spring training. It's 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 more prevalent for sure. I feel like we should wear a catcher's it, mask. <laughs> you know, a hard hat, something up there. That's dangerous. Uh, well. All right. Nonetheless, we've we've delayed talking about the team as long as we can here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to spin positive after the, the worst series of the season. I don't think it's a stretch to call it that. I, I remember back in 2018, the Brewers got pasted by the Pirates. They lost like five in a row to end the half first half of the season, and it was all doom and gloom. And, and that season ended up okay. How do you shake what was just a, a series that leaves everybody scratching their heads? Yeah, look, there's no way around it. That's a really disappointing series. And I think probably also because it looked like the team had grabbed some momentum. They, they take three or four in Cincinnati against a, a Reds team that's playing well. And then to, to take the first two against Baltimore, who's one of the best teams in baseball, it, it really looked like this team was getting ready to get hot. Um, and then, you know, the A's happen. Um, they get three runs in that first inning on Friday, and that can totally change a series when that happens, unfortunately. And it did. Um, the Brewers couldn't score runs on Saturday, even though they got a really nice pitching performance from Julio Tehran, and uh, got the early lead yesterday, but um, that tough fourth inning for Freddie Peralta changed that game. So, um, I, you know, I, what you have to do, and, and people won't like this answer, but you just have to stay in there and keep fighting if you're the Brewers. I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at the big picture, they're – um, you know, 
not in first place, but they're right there with the Pirates. And they still are in a good position to get themselves right and get on a roll and win this division. It's still right there for them. And it is a disappointing weekend. It is a weekend that nobody saw coming because the A's have been the worst team in baseball this year, but they are playing their best ball right now. And um, when you play teams matters, unfortunately, and you can't control that. You can't sit that down, sit down at the beginning of the year and, and map that all out. So all they can do is show up uh, tomorrow against the Twins, try to get the Tuesday night game against the Twins, come back Wednesday and try to get that one and, and just keep fighting because you just never know what's going to happen next in a baseball season. It's a long, winding road, and um, there's been some really good stretches in this season, specifically early. And um, I think if they keep fighting, there's still some really good baseball in front of this team uh, coming up here on the horizon. But you just can't let that series linger and, and, and be anything more than what it was. It was a disappointing weekend, but you have those over the course of a season, and it doesn't have to mean anything more than that as long as you show up tomorrow and, and be ready to go. Lane, we know it's a long season, and these off days are treasured, but after a humbling <laughs> three games that we just had, do you think there are some players who are not going to take the day off? Um, no, I think they'll take the day off. I mean, it's, it's a long grind. Um, guys will come in and probably get a little work in uh, before they, they, they take off for Minneapolis tonight. But, um, I mean, they'll treat it like a, a traditional off day for sure. Um, but like I said, guys will come in, they'll get treatment done. Um, some guys might get a little work in before they take off, but I, I don't think anybody will hit the panic button in that regard yet. Oh, and you get to treat it like a traditional off day. So it's kind of a choose your own friends day for Lane. So what's on your agenda? It is. Uh, I'm looking at your house okay. right now. Um, What's <laughs> so it looking over backyard. there? <laughs> <laughs> no. Neighborhood um, yeah, watch. Today was, a, today was a mulch day. Um, put down a little malorganite, you know, all, all that great stuff. Today was a catch-up on the yard work day for me. I, so you're a bagged mulch guy. I, I pegged you for a you know dump truck, big lump I, of I, yardage. So you know I'm what I mean? I'm not a bagged mulch guy, but I was this year because okay. I was just scrambling. I went to uh, Mark's Mulch, and the it was closed. Well, that's so because like, it lit on fire. fire. That, that was the fire yeah. up north. Fire, yeah, it was a bit of a problem. Apparently, I wasn't watching the news. Yeah. So I showed up, and they weren't open. So then I pivoted to to bag mulch. But no, I'm 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 more like what Greg Mansick is. I saw what you had going on over there. That's more my style. I, I, sure. Just, I, I noticed you didn't come over to help. <laughs> well. Hey, next year, just ask. I'll be there. Fair enough. So, strange part of the or schedule, I'll Lane. I'll send my kids over at least. <laughs> so, my kids over at least. Twins are off. Uh, Brewers are off today. Then they're at the Twins. Then they're off on Thursday. Then back home after that really short trip. I guess you'll be working on Father's Day. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's great. Uh, I mean, this is this is the life we live, man. We we sign up for this. Um, it's. I mean, you want to be at the ballpark every day. You want to be working every day, and. The great thing about what we do is the Brewers are so great to us. So I like our Father's Day, my family come out to the ballpark and um, get a chance to be with me. As long as Luke doesn't have games because he plays about, it feels like, 10 games a weekend right now. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's a, you know, yesterday was family day, and it, it, it's one of those great reminders of how much fun it is to raise your family in and around the game of baseball. And um, so, yeah, it should be a fun day. I'm looking forward to it. And, and I'm looking forward to this next homestand, too. Going to be a good one. Brewers broadcaster Lane Grindle. Always fun, Lane. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. They're running down the drain.
So we had the Matics over at our house on Saturday night. Your beautiful family was over with your uh, impressive prodigy Rubik's Cube oh, daughter. Oh, yeah, you got to see that for the first yeah, time. Yeah, in action. It was it was rather impressive. Kind of mind-boggling, okay. to be honest with you. <laughs> but that was a nice, quiet night. And then a little did I know, you went home and you uh, kind of broke some rules or thought about non-mommy-approved activities On a yesterday. Sunday? What uh, happened? Well, well, Sunday was kind of rainy and kind of dreary. So we tried yeah. to set up like some inside things to do. It's like, all right, kids, let's get ready for <laughs> summer. Let's go through our drawers. Let's pick out toys and clothes that we don't wear anymore. Let's just... And make a big run to Goodwill. Let, let's do stuff yeah. inside because it's kind of rainy and chilly out. We've had a lot of outside time, which has been great. Uh, and it was great. We did. We did. We got a lot done inside the house. Now, uh, a couple things happen. Uh, I am not one to let soap scum whim. John, Sandy, if you are, I don't know if we can be friends. No. Soap scum will not win in my house. I'm not either. Not up in here. <laughs> so what'd you do about it? Well, I... I I, I've got a bottle of Tylex, and it was yeah. like, it started spraying around a little bit, and I was going to start scrubbing. I was like, I, yeah. is this gonna, even going to work? And then I got a good idea, or at least I thought it was a good idea, and I brought inside the pressure washer. In the house? In the house. Oh. Now, it has to be electric. Uh, the girls are sitting there coloring. Uh, our Greyhound is staring at me like I'm crazy. Emily said, what are you doing? Yeah, I was like, well, you just, It's a stand-up shower. It's all full of tile and grout. I'm like... This is perfect. Just close the door, right? Just, just spray everything. Oh, it was a fantastic grout cleaner, and not a drip of water leaked in any of the hose connections. I thought it was genius. And did it take very long? No, see, not that's at all. I'm impatient, so I see where I, I can I can yeah, totally understand. That would be fast. <laughs> It was great. Was Emily happy then once it was done and no damage was done? Or uh, she well, still think you're nuts? She immediately put night in the kennel. She told the kids to go upstairs, and she left the house for a period of about 10 minutes. <laughs> I was on my own. I was like, all right, well, we'll get this done. She did admit, admit and concede that it actually looks very nice. So that was non-mommy-approved activity number one. She yeah, discovered I, I get that. the pressure washer inside okay. the house, where it typically doesn't I'm glad belong. it was electric, not gas. Uh, number two came when I went for a run on the treadmill. Yeah, the kids come downstairs... Kendall is six. Riley is eight. Hey, Dad, can we go on the treadmill, too? Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. That's great. Well, Kendall's got a little bit of daredevil in her, and she's six years old. Yeah, I want to do six. I want to do six, she said. With her small legs? Yes. Again. Faster, Daddy. Oh. Again? <laughs> again. She wants me to keep hitting the button higher. Oh. Six, five. That's your key. Six and a half. Whoa. I hear breathing. Good job. With tiny legs. Yeah, she's a peanut. But she's having a blast. You here. have to post the video because it's very, very cute. It, <laughs> Did post she, the video. I, I, I get Emily yelling from. What are you doing down there? It's like Kendall's on the treadmill. How fast? Six and a half. No. <laughs> Did Kendall right, sleep did well last night? It was wonderful. She poor, had a blast. Poor Dude. Emily had a rough day. <laughs> no, Emily she sounds like she was stressed. Has a very clean bathroom, and no one went to the emergency room. Right. I we, think we, she's coming out on the we were, we on were, the winning side. We were active inside the house. It was great. Riley ran on the treadmill a couple miles. Kendall <laughs> tried to test her speed. And the threshold. shower looks fantastic. And the shower looks yeah. spectacular. Yeah, everybody wins, right? <laughs> Mrs. Medzik so. for the win. Uh, Mrs. Matzik's hoping that the weather is much nicer next week. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Post that video if you get a you chance. You got away with it this time, really Greg. Cute. It's 4:43 at WTMJ. One state bans businesses from stopping shoplifters. We'll explain. If you have a shoplifting story, you can always be part of the conversation. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law.
been a lot of high-profile shoplifting incidents lately where employees have tried to intervene and they have gotten hurt or killed. Well, lawmakers in California are hoping to push through controversial legislation that would ban retail staff from stopping thieves stealing from their stores. The proposed law, it's hoped, will prevent workplace violence and protect staff from being forced by their employers to step in during robberies. So the basic gist is this. In many retail establishments, the bosses inform their employees who are not security guards that, hey, if you see somebody stealing, try to stop them. You know, we're losing money. Let's try to stop them. Don't get hurt, but try to stop them. Well, employees do end up getting hurt. This law would prevent employers from asking non-security personnel to confront a person involved in criminal activity. Quote, we don't want rank-and-file employees to be forced to place themselves in harm's way. If they're not in security, a boss would not be able to ask them to intervene or try to stop a shoplifter. Now, those that run business say this is a terrible idea. The California Retailers Association is mocking the move, saying it's an open invitation for thieves to, quote, come in and steal all our stuff. They argue that if you tell the whole world that your employees will do nothing to stop shoplifters, the shoplifters are going to know that and they're going to walk right in and take stuff and smile and winking. Ha-ha, you're not going to do anything and walk out the door. The legislator says, no, this is about helping people not get hurt. And if stores want someone to stop shoplifters, they should pay security personnel. But you cannot ask your other people, cashiers and those working in the aisles in the store, to stop shoplifters. This has not become law yet, but it's believed there are enough votes in California for this to become law. So there's still company policy with some of the companies that exist in California and other states that do exactly what you read, John, and that's prohibit store employees from making a run at shoplifters. A handful of employees at Lululemon recently got fired because it was against company policy for them to try and get the clothes back that the thieves were stealing. So they got fired. What happened to the, those who stole the clothes? Probably nothing. Yeah, they're wearing them walking around. It, right. Or they yeah. sold them or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. I think common sense needs to prevail. And I think if you are telling people you're going to do nothing then you're basically telling them they can do what they want. I think in Lululemon's case, they overreacted. I don't think those people should have been fired. And I think it's up to the individual store and the individual manager and the individual owner to decide how they police their employees. I don't need big government coming in and saying, you're not allowed to do this. We're going to tell you once again how to run your business. I think there are risks involved when you work anywhere. And I think it should be local control and local outlets should decide what they want to do. I also wonder in this litigical society, is a company concerned that if somebody, if an employee did get injured trying to tackle somebody or worse, would then either that employee or that employee's family be able to sue during a shoplifting situation? I'm sure for some that is part of the equation. It kind of goes back to your you, the point you made, John, is what was the law here in Wisconsin or Milwaukee? We're not going to go after carjackers. Exactly. We're, it's not, right? We're and not going to chase them. Car thefts yep. go you know, skyrocketing. Right. Uh, and they actually, that was so bad, Greg, that to your point, they reversed that. They did. They did. So back in the day, I had a posh job at the Sunglass Hut. <laughs> I, I no longer wanted a caddy at Westmore Country Club, so I got a job at the Sunglass Hut. And I don't know what our specific company policy was or if it even existed at that point. This is, you know, 1995, maybe 94. Uh, but you'd, you'd be on the lookout for 
people who came to your counter at one end of the rectangle and somebody who might be sneaking up on the other end. So you'd kind of have your head on a swivel, and you sort of understood the tricks, what people would do to try and divert your attention. You'd reach over, somebody, in, while you're not looking, mm-hmm. reach inside the glass case, take a pair of sunglasses, and, and off they go. Well, I caught somebody doing it, and I chased him down. And as he was running away, and he was probably 14 years old. And nobody's going to outrun you, period. I was just uh, going to say. Nobody. <laughs> he yeah, that wasn't going to happen at you, that point Mr. in my athlete. life. Yeah, you know, you're uh, a, a D1 college track athlete's chasing you, right? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so the, the, the glasses go flying in the air as I'm chasing him. And <laughs> you gaming, catch him with one hand? And gaming ground quickly, by the way. Uh, the glasses go flying in the air. I don't catch them, but they fall, and I grab them. And somebody else who was working at the store was on break, and they kind of came out and they hustled into the store. So I, I don't know if the other guy took anything or not, but he was gone. Uh, and, and we had a pair of damaged glasses that we just kind of filed a little report on, and that was about it. But I, I wasn't told specifically not to do it. I wasn't told specifically to do it. I just acted in the moment because that little jackass wasn't going to get away with a pair of $150 Oakleys. I wasn't going to let it happen. But that was also before we lived in a time where people yes. are pulling guns on each right. other, right? It was, right. It was, it, was, a, it was a different time. Brookfield Square in the 90s, I wasn't yeah. worried about a gun. It's so funny that you're like, no, this will not happen on my watch. The only time it happened sort of similarly to me, my boyfriend was running the merchandise booth for a band called Low Straight Jackets at a Chicago club Halloween night, and I joined the show later because I was working another job, so I get to the show and... Dude, hammered, dressed up as a bottle of ketchup, <laughs> swiped like four CDs off the table, and I just went in immediately into like, Whoa! grabbed his wrist, and I said, "Put those down," almost like his mom, you know. But I was just like, <laughs> but I was like, not on my watch. You will not do this, drunkard. I will not have it. <laughs> he wasn't going to run away too fast if he's dressed it, up like a ketchup yeah. bottle. But still, but he just would have tucked it in his head. Nobody been watching. Yeah, he just sure. would have tucked it in so his bottle. So I was on the other side from you guys. I was probably 15 years old. Oh, you old, didn't and stop a And I was in a, a local florist shop. No. <laughs> a local florist shop. And you know how you can get free little cards if you're buying flowers, and then you write your little message on the card, you mm-hmm. know, like, get well or happy birthday. Those little, they look like business-sized cards. Yeah. Well, they had a rack of those cards near where you pay. And they were hard plastic cards, so they looked like, uh, you know, same material as a credit card. So I ordered flowers for a girl I was dating at the time, and the little rack, I'm spinning the rack around, and I see one that says something nice on it, and so I grabbed it. It was a hard plastic card. Grabbed it out of the spindly thing, and I stuck it in my pocket, and I thought, this is really cool. I'm going to put this with the flowers. And then I walked out, and dude came flying from behind the counter. And said, hey, you're trying to steal something. I'm like, I got the flowers right here. I'm not trying to steal anything. It's in your pocket. I didn't know what he was talking about at first. I said, what are you talking about? This is a guy, and a guy like 35 years old, crew cut, had a jean jacket, and I still remember. He like basically <laughs> pinned me against the car and said, it's in your pocket. I went, what's in my pocket? Emptied out my pocket, and it was the hard little card. He said, those are 79 cents, and you're trying to steal it. I said, I thought it was free. I thought it was like the paper. It's not free. It was in the spindly rack thing, and he called the police. Oh, no. Geez. Yeah. Police came, my parents came, they had to come down there, and at the end of the day, I didn't get arrested, but he had thrown me up against the car, took the plastic car, my, my dad's like, my kid wouldn't steal anything, and he's like, well, he did, it's in his pocket, <laughs> and so I was on the other side. Wow, for a 79 cent sweetheart yeah. card. Yeah, exactly. Which I have to think, he went to all this effort, just like you were talking about distractions, Greg. In the meantime, the floral shop is yeah. getting cleaned out because right. he's got you pinned against the car so to make a said, point. I remember my dad was pissed. 
my dad was like, shouldn't you be in there with customers? You're out here with my son who's you know got a 79-cent card that he's trying to give back to you. But Well, like I just said, not on my watch. He just took that a little <laughs> bit further he than I the, did. He did the Sandy Max, not on my watch. <laughs> Crazy.